podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For the Love of Pomegranate podcast is brought to you today in association with the Who Knows Wins app. Do you have somebody in your family or in your life who thinks they are the absolute Nostradamus of guessing all the scores correct and all the games getting all the results correct on any given weekend? Well, Who Knows Wins app will be a way of you calling their bluff. What it is, is it's a social sports game where mates, friends, family, colleagues, you may name it, can pit their wits against each other for real money. But most importantly, for the all-important bragging rights of being that person who knows just that bit more about sports than everybody else. Um, you can use the app for free. It is a free app to download from the iOS and from the Android store. Um, if you don't have a custom league that you've set up yourself, don't fear. You can always play in in-app leagues as well with the community that is there. And you can join one of those, just like this week's Pick 10 League has a £6,000 prize fund. That might be something that might interest you as well. You can keep on top of all the live action within the application with live updates and live score updates in real time, which is really, really handy. And so far, since its inception, over £2 million have been won on the application itself. Just a couple of things to mention too. You need to be 18 years or over to use the application. Application is available in the UK, so some of our listeners outside the UK may not be able to, to avail of this application. And lastly, please, 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 please remember to gamble responsibly. So thank you once again to Who Knows Wins application. And now, let's go back to the podcast. Uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a winning immediate reaction pod very very few few and far between recently and i do apologize for the echo that you guys can probably hear i'm doing this from my kitchen um i'm on daddy duty at the moment and also you might hear the cooing of a small child but uh who cares we won two nil smoke face activated i said that we'd win two nil i was the i was the voice of uh what i i was just the only voice of reason uh, amongst the crowd of uh uh, of disappointment. That's the way I do feel about this game. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm not and I told you so kind of guy. But I um I just delighted. I'm delighted we got a win. I'm delighted uh, that we looked steady, we looked solid, we looked coherent. Um things could have been better in some areas for sure. I'm still not on board with Ashley Young at all at all at all. Um but apart from that, you know, I think that I think this is kind of one of those that we needed to kind of roll up our sleeves and just get the job done. How are you feeling about it, Paddy? I feel a bit like your man in the ad that's just eating the Snickers. I've been feeling a bit hungry. I've been feeling a bit shitty for uh, for the last couple of weeks, and then um, he changes up the the system and. You know, let's face it, without even getting out of third gear, we've won a match 2-0. But just the thing in the back of my mind is going, why could we have not done this in the previous two games? It just begs belief. So I hope that's the end of it. I hope now we're looking up and forward and we've uh, we've stopped the rush and we've got three points. 
it was not. It was nothing. It was nothing. Uh, nothing great. But there's three points in the bag, and that is all that matters. Uh, Sam Bentley, thank you so much, Sam. Really, really appreciate that. So many wins. Uh, Ali Gold to restore confidence, absolutely, and he took it well. He doesn't usually finish one on ones, which is fantastic for, to see from him. And it was uh, it was an opportunist goal the way he pulled everybody laterally once again, as I said, get people wide. Specifically, Veltman got in around the back and stuck it in the back of the net. Sansan showing that he still has a pulse. Young Tim coming on. Cash's goal was a beauty. Um, he won't, stri- won't hit a sweeter strike all season. Actually, he got into another position during the game today and he hit an absolutely woeful shot. It went to about 15 yards wide. But the big one for me that you mentioned here, Sam, is clean sheet. Clean sheet, for sure. And it's interesting. Sam, have you hacked my phone or something? I just wanna, I wanted to ask you that because I texted Paddy and I said, oof, assuming it ain't 50 million worth in this, in this performance, I thought he was decidedly poor. To be honest with you, because uh, like that he did, he fluffed an awful lot of balls, and uh, I think that basically he was pretty anonymous in the game um, for for good periods. But uh, you know he can play well at times. But uh, thanks very much for that, Sam. Really, really appreciate it. Um, means an awful lot to us um, for your contribution there as well. But uh, yeah, I think a big one from that one is confidence for Ali Watkins getting the goal, justified the fact that he started Ings and Watkins up front. Todd Ings was a bit quiet though. But uh, I think overall, when we were, if we were to look at that performance, that was a kind of um, like we went away from home to a team, a ninth, who don't tend to lose, tend to draw, and we made them look decidedly average. And that's the second time we've done that this season. Mm. But again, we've looked decidedly average against three teams who are battling relegation over the last few weeks. So. Yeah. Um, let's not paper over. Well, we've papered over the cracks, but let's not forget that, that that's still in the back of my mind. Um, look, the little tweaks that he's been talking about making, he made them today, kind of like a diamond kind of formation. It worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I didn't interrupt you, obviously, because I don't do that. But uh, you were talking about Basuma. I do that. Yeah. I think I think the reason Basuma was non-existent was because we weren't trying to overrun the ball through the middle or 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 even involve him in the play. Coutinho dropped off a little bit wide to pick up the ball on either side, and that was the closest they got. And and every time we had the ball, there was two players marking Coutinho, and a lot of the time that second man was Basuma. So that's why we saw very little of him today. Yeah. But look, a win is a win, as Ronan just put into the chat there. Sure. Um, I am very, very happy that we've got three points and we've stopped the rot. And mm-hmm. I'm even more happy that we didn't see McGinn and Ramsey deployed as fullbacks. I thought the, the two fullbacks staying further back the pitch made a big effort, it made a big change and a positive change. And it tells in the scoreline, we kept a clean sheet. They never looked like scoring. They, it took them till 79 minutes to get a shot on target. So happy days. Yeah. Absolutely. A couple of guys there. There's, there's, there's a lot of comments here on um, on Luis. Uh, let's talk about him for a small bit. And then we might get back to the diamond in midfield and just some of the things that I saw on the first watching with regards to it. I thought, I thought Luis, like you can see the difference in the team when you've got a pivot there. One specific pivot in Douglas Luis. Yes, he get, there was one absolutely woeful pass he gave. He passed it straight to Motor or Trossard or yeah. someone. Like literally just... Passes straight to him, perfect pass to him. 
Um, but I thought he got around the field. I thought I thought he set a tone early. Yes, he got booked, but he took no shit from nobody. And and we haven't seen that from our players. The referee was a joke shot today. Brighton were a disgrace in some of the stuff they were doing. What, what was, remind me, remind me what he was booked for. What was he booked for? So he got tripped. So Trossard and himself came together. Yes, and then he got the ball yeah. and then Trossard went through the back of him or clipped him. And then he got yeah. up and Trossard grabbed him by the, by the shirt and he pushed him away. And he got the other card and Trossard got nothing. And um, if I remember right now, maybe Trossard did get, did get booked. I could be, I could he be did wrong get booked. that. Yeah, he did get um, booked. That, to, and, yeah, and, yeah, actually, he did. Yeah, yeah. And that was just one of. And you remember, you. I, the reason I asked is that, that he gave the ball away badly, and then couldn't commit to the challenge. And if you remember, he slid on his knees, knowing that he couldn't put the challenge in, and that was the end. He was he was taken off a couple of minutes later because he knew he had to pull out of a challenge. And Gerard saw it yes. and went, "Okay, let's get the change yeah. done." Um. Yeah. That was one, and and it's it's always nice to say this after after winning a game, but that was one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen. It was he was absolutely I, awful. Have to agree. I just thought it was like there's a guy who is like how would I how would I put it? It's like a fella who was just after getting his provisional driving license. And he was 10 and 2 on the wheel and he was yeah. super cautious and booking for everything. And I, I, I likened him to a science teacher beforehand, just the way he looked. Um, I do apologize to any science teachers because he was worse than ref than a science teacher out there today as well. At times he, he got completely caught up in it. Um, and look, it doesn't matter. We won. We won. I, I watched but it on, got... um, on South African TV. I don't know who the co-commentator was. But, but he said this referee is going to have a very sore arm in the morning from this yellow I card. <laughs> I said the exact same one. Yeah, that was that was also the same stream. I think where they got Emmy Martinez and Emmy Bundia mixed up, and they said that Emmy Martinez made his uh, debut for Argentina against Colombia three weeks ago, and I was going, "Oh, there's a guy who yeah, that researcher's going to get sacked in the morning anyway because Martinez certainly didn't know he make his debut." Uh, I, I was flicking between between t- um, two streams, but. Uh, no, I think overall, Paddy, uh, I, I suppose overall there was a lot of loads of positives. And I want to get back and I want to talk to the, I don't want to talk about the ref because it isn't about the ref today. Um, but I want to talk about the positives of the, of the pivot in midfield and going back to Douglas Louise, because when you have that pivot, that diamond, should I say, um, at times it turned into a 4-3-3, at times it turned into a 4-4-2. Um, and I think that it, it, still left, it still left Ings positionless, I think, within the team. And but but Watkins got around the field. He was a bit better. We still found it tough to stick the ball up top. And Coutinho, yes. while Coutinho was dragging players around the place, couldn't get any space. A couple of times in the first half, we gave it to him centrally. Couldn't get, couldn't find space. But um, I thought what, what what that allowed us to do was get Jacob Ramsey into the game an awful lot more. And um, obviously McGinn on the other side with with Cash. So I thought that the net positives outweighed the, outweighed the net negatives. And as I say, it was a. It was a, um, a building performance, I think, on what we've seen, as you mentioned, were the last two games were pretty poor. They showed that there was tactical tweaks and changes, which I think we all felt that we needed because mm. we had the, we only have the 20 players that we have, you know? So, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to mute. mute. <laughs> uh, Neil's leaving me at it. We'll go through some of the comments there. There was... Uh, um, boom, 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 what we got here? 
Yeah, this is my biggest problem. We get crap refs and then decent refs against the big team who give all decisions against us. Standards are diabolical, 100%. That uh, Jared Gillett was mentioned in, in one of their... Gillett or Gillett, whatever it was in uh, in in the last few weeks, he was uh, he was given us two in, in his first couple of games and he had a stinker as well. Um, this, this one here from Vichy. Thank you very much, Vichy. The man... The kids look better than anything else ever. Is, is he talking about your kid? <laughs> or young Tim? Um, Barry wants to know my thoughts on Louise. Well, I don't know whether you listened in before the game. Barry, we, we had a bit of a conversation about Douglas Louise. I prefer to see him play in a more advanced role. I prefer to see him play as an eight. But the man is doing his best to play at six for us. So I'm absolutely happy with that. Um, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that he's an out and out central defensive midfielder. He's not. He, uh, I said, I said in the team sheet tantrum that the best game I've seen him play was against Manchester City, playing in a more advanced eight position. So I would prefer to see him play in that position than the six. But as we've seen today, where where the system isn't choking him or dragging him out of out of out of place, he can just about get away with doing that job for us. And or, or, I'm not having a bad word to say about him today. You're still muting, Neil. <laughs> yeah, mutiny. More so than muting here at the moment. Um, let's talk about as well. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you've got another one up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be happy you're saying swap Louise for Sanson next game. Uh, I've no problem with you playing Sanson in there, but not. I'm not saying that that should happen. Uh, I thought Sanson... Uh, tried a bit too hard when he came on. Don't get me wrong, I thought he did okay, but he wasn't holding that pivot. He was running and, and, and getting himself involved as much as he could just to show what he can do. Um, I, agree, I agree, yeah. And Sansan isn't traditionally a six anyway, you know, but um, look, maybe we're trying, you know, maybe we're trying maybe against someone like Burnley, someone who aren't really going to, someone who's going to kind of stretch you, stretch you wide as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason's just clarifying there that, that Cash took his top off to support his friend in Kiev. Jason, I have absolutely no problem with Cash taking off his shirt to support his friend in Kiev, but he could have done that at the end of the game. It just wasn't 15 minutes into the game, a game that we really needed to win, we could have done without a right back being on a yellow card after 15 minutes for nothing. It's one thing if he sticks out his foot and gives away a cynical foul. But if it, if it's for for taking off your short, I think there's something wrong. So yeah, I wasn't happy with that one at all. Yeah, or do you know what the gassing was? They were talking about it and uh, about the rules that even if he just pulled his shirt up to display his t-shirt underneath, as opposed to take. So when the shirt fully comes off because of the delay of game to put it back on, that's where the yellow card comes from. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, if he just pulled it up. To display the message, and you know, you often see them pull up one shot, pull down the other one. You know yeah. that would have been fine. So, yeah. uh, but look, he's a right back. He couldn't have known he was going to score today. Like he must have thought it would have been fairy tale stuff, and so he would well, have never got a chance yeah. to show that off. But uh, you know, but what you say is right. I can say, that? I can say that 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 was reserved. He he would have shown that after the match, um, which probably would have been the time to do it. And I I bet you he didn't expect to score, as you said, um. What the, the the time to do it there? I I just left the living room there, and uh, Sinchenko 
he's wearing a, a supportive t-shirt warming up that was probably the time to do it for me or in, in he didn't have much time today because we were we were late late arriving to the game which probably helped us in the long run but anyway there you go it's uh yeah look I'm to, I'm totally with him supporting his mate who's stuck in Kiev it's it's absolutely horrific what's going on there but uh the ref that that was the one yellow card the referee had to dish out and he let he let some poor ones go before that including um Lamptey stopping the ball on the halfway line with his hand you know <laughs> because it, because that was two or three minutes into the game, he didn't give it. Then he didn't give a yellow card for a cynical foul, and then he went card happy, as, as we said, just booking everybody and 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 going mad altogether. Um, I'd like to talk about this one. I've mentioned a few times in there. Be happy you're on again today. Um, so Ming's assist. What a ball that was! What an absolutely exquisite ball. Um. Not quite sure how how good or bad the first touch was. Was it all down to the pass? I don't know. But what a pass it was. Uh, defence into attack as quick as you can. Um, absolutely nailed it. Great finish. And uh, I was happy for Mings. He deserved it. Um, Bradley, yes. Pull it up, but don't take it off. 100%. Um, what else have we got here? So David Miller says better press, more bite in midfield, and a better coordinated backline. Uh, we will get results if we keep up this. Yeah, hundred percent. The big thing there with the better press was, and um, we've been a little bit passive in the final third with the press. Um, having one, I suppose striker, whatever whatever way you want to call it today, having uh, Watkins and Ings split to do the press put them under a lot more pressure to, to, to go and try and uh, and pass through us or indeed play longer passing out of defence. Sorry about this now, guys. Just trying to load these comments here. Oh, Neil's back. Yeah, I think I may have placated the princess. Um <laughs> We had, there's a comment there. Uh, thanks so much, Rod. Oh, I'm trying to find Rod's comment there. Um, there thanks you go. so much, Rod. Really, really appreciate that. Thank McGrath for that, indeed. Uh, it's it, it's definitely one that we needed, for sure. We're on 30 points now. As I said before the game, we're three points behind Brighton with the game in hand. We win that game yeah. with better goal difference. We potentially could leapfrog Brighton up into ninth place. It's just the swings and roundabouts. We're not going to get Europe. I don't think that's going to be a situation that we can we can push ourselves into due to our erratic form. But our our uh, games in hand are against Leeds. We got a wallop in today. Unfortunately, I like I've grown to like Leeds. I know Paddy doesn't, but I've grown to like Leeds. We've got Leeds. We've got Burnley. Um, I'm you know they're 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 not they're not like I don't want to say any game is winnable for Aston Villa at the moment. But um, you know we could. We, we we need to build on this is, is what i'm trying to say and i'm getting tongue-tied but we need to build on this but thank mcgrath for that indeed and um, there was a question there i saw it there a moment ago um i think i think it is true i think we looked a lot more organized today because i think i i think the the formation suited the players where is it there it's from owen bradley uh formation suited the players an awful lot better because they were able to get their own time on the ball and they 
the, the short triangle passing wasn't as prevalent today, but we were able to kind of mix up when we attacked through the center and when we attacked down the wings as well, and it wasn't as predictable. So for me, I just like that. I like lack of predictability. Um, and t today we didn't see the striding out of the center halves. Kanza looked good um, again today. You know, he looked, he looked good when he came back. I thought he might, might give away a penalty with a, I know it was only a small push in Danny Welbeck, but like something mad like that, I thought was going to happen in the game. Um, but thank God he didn't. And, uh, you know, it didn't affect the game. So, uh, mm. but yeah, for me, we look more, more organized there for sure. Yeah, Rod, Rod put this one in as well. Happy for Ollie. Hopefully it helps him kick on. Rod, I've been saying that all season. He needs something to help him kick on. He hasn't progressed. I'm hoping that he'll get a kickstart because we know what he's capable of. It just hasn't happened for him all season. Um, like We all really like Ollie Watkins. I went in on him a few weeks ago because I felt it just wasn't working out for him and it needed to be freshened up. Um, I think Daddy Ings is a better finisher. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that is my opinion, and I stand by it. But I, when I saw him take the ball down today, I thought he had probably taken a little bit too heavy of a touch to put it, or, or too light of a touch, which kept it underneath his uh, underneath his feet. But he got it out and, and put it past the keeper. Absolutely brilliant finish. So credit where it's due for sure. Thanks so much, Nathan. Really appreciate it. Up the villa. Credit to Gerard. I was skeptical of when Dia being dropped, but that's why he's the manager. But Ali and Cash needed that. I'm going to go a small bit further on that one, Nathan, because if it didn't work out, <laughs> I shudder to think what we'd be saying on the podcast today. Because Bundia, as I say, had been pretty pretty fruitful up until uh, up until he's, he was being he was dropped. But it just showed that we were going to go more wider. I think, or we were going to try and run them around, especially with a back three. And uh, it worked today, and Ali Watkins got the goal, um, and he was the man essentially who came in for Bundia. Yeah, but we have a squad, the squad twenty, we will use them, and that's good to see. Good to see. Yeah. Um. The the one thing about like he he made his decisions today, and he stood by them. I think the biggest decision he made was changing the tactics, and and for me, if we'd have drawn the all today, I'd be as happy as I am now because it's just an improvement. He made the attempt to change what he badly got wrong in the last couple of games so to to go and grind out a 2-0 win um is absolutely it's, it's great to be here talking about a win considering we, like we, we didn't get out of tour gear today absolutely didn't get out of tour gear we didn't see lung, we didn't see lung and runs from full backs or mcginn or ramsey for that matter it was just a simple performance that we did effectively and got two goals, and um, albeit two two strange enough goals in in where they came from, and and the long ball from Mings for the second one, but we'll take what I would have taken one nil. I would have taken one nil in, in the ninety six minute, but um, it was comfortable. They never looked like breaking us down. Um, I I don't know I don't know where they're going, but what they have they're, they're after capitulating from the start i think if you remember rightly neil i tipped them to go down this year and they're they're early but for their early few games I, I think they would be back down in that trouble because i think they've they've drawn 12 games which is kind of they've, them they've drawn 12 games and they've last four of their last five if i'm not mistaken hmm. they've last four of their last five so yeah. you know so it, um it, it, it's definitely relegation form that they're in but i think they might be just too far away to get sucked into that well i should hope so because they're ahead of us <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that Dan Byrne was the was the player that was holding it all together for them since he's left? They've uh, 
since they've let, since he's left, they've gone down downhill, and Newcastle have gone upwards. You know, yeah. and, and at times I turned around and said, "Why the hell is there a fella six foot seven playing left back in the Premier League?" But uh, proving me wrong every time he steps out in the field, Dan Byrne. <laughs> well, in fairness, in fairness to Dan Byrne, if you, if you had an option to go and play for your hometown club, you you jump at the, the opportunity. I'm sure so. They were never going to stand in his way, and that's fair enough. I just think he can't find a settled team to go and play his way every week. Um, it's you know between like the center half position, they're playing two different center halves every week. Uh, Cucurella was very deep. It was it was kind of like a back three with him on on the on the left side of it, which I thought was very strange. It was great to see him held back there because, you know, as I said earlier, he destroyed us in that first game down the left-hand side, right in front of me in the whole thing. So I was glad to see him push back a lot further. Uh, Lamptey struggled to get into the game, I thought. A couple of fleeting minutes here and there, but not a whole pile. But uh, yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that they have a lot of work to do to, to start getting a few results. And, and I think there are a few tough games coming up ahead. And I'm still muted. Exactly, exactly. So I think uh, I think we might leave it there, guys. Uh, like as I say, it's there's there's lots. We will be back to do a proper preview of this, or uh, we might come back. We might even bring out the tactics board again to see where things happen. We might when I watch it back a second time um, later on this evening. But uh, thanks so much to everybody for for popping on after this. Really, really appreciate it. If you could give us the thumbs up on on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. Just a couple of things before we go is uh, Owen Bradley, I agree with this as well. With the formation we played today, it means when DM Bailey can play in it as well if we need to change personnel. And um, yep. and there was another one there uh, from Pete Tandy as well. Credit Jared for changing the system. And I think there is credit due, credit due where, where it is due. And lastly, Rod, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> i'll take your word for it specifically when you're trying to do a podcast um but uh <laughs> yeah. the million guys so and, we're uh, leave it there guys oh, watch, out, watch out for a review where we'll give away yes the tiktok villa box set check them yeah. out on all their uh platforms s-i-c sock yeah. They'll spell it this time, Neil. Um, and we'll, we'll give that away on on the on the review show whenever we get around to doing it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, everybody. It's great to see a Villa win. We're up the table. We're in twelfth position now, thirty points. I would have to think that that keeps us safe from relegation. Obviously, you know that we're ten points after after the drop zone. Before you start to hear tears in the background, thanks so much <laughs> to everybody. And all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.